0: of Auntie Please. We are two young Malaysian women living our best life, trying to think critically, have more constructive conversations, and encourage discourse. We are here because we are everything we want to be, nothing you want us to be, and so much more. I'm Shaya, and with me is Lama. Today we will be dissecting Indian matchmaking. (laughs) Pretty much an obligation. (laughs) 100%. <laughs>
1: 100%. How can we not do this episode? It's just, you yep. need to. You need to talk about it.
0: <laughs> Can't not discuss it. So yeah, I'm pretty sure most people know about this show, Indian Matchmaking. It got really popular on Netflix. But it was actually recorded, um, Lama, you Sing was recorded like a year or two ago?
1: Yeah, it was. It's not that that recent. I mean, it's all relative anyway, but yeah, it's not as recent as everyone thinks it is. Like, it's been about a year and a half to two, I think. I think. What, I have a question for you. Like, what, like, if you had to summarise how you feel about the show, how would you summarise
0: it? An awful but necessary experience. (laughs) It's like, I hated it. Like, I hated a lot of it. But then I also felt like like i need I have to watch this whole thing. I can't not watch it like you know there's so few shows on Netflix or like on any streaming um thing that you know discuss our culture, so I was like, I have to watch this, you know um, how would you summarize it
1: i I found it both entertaining and terrifying at the same time like i like I think. If people know me, they know that I'm terrified. I'm like, I'm a paradox. I'm a walking paradox. I'm terrified of not being <laughs> the, like, ideal bahu for my mother-in-law. But I'm also, like, I'm not going to be your ideal bahu. Sorry, I have tattoos and I talk about sex. I'm very brazen. So, like, whatever, <laughs> whatever. You know, you just have to deal. And at the same yeah. time, I'm, like, the exact opposite. So, it was both, yeah, entertaining and terrifying. And I think it was also, like, you see, like, a lot of the calories, not lot of the sexism, a lot of the, like classism that's like ingrained in the way that people move through society and i think it's not just something that's you know exclusive to our culture it's not like an indian thing to be like class is not an indian thing to be colorist or sexist but it's worth watching the show so that you can actually like unpack all of that for yourself and understand how it manifests in your own family in your own life so Yeah, but but it was it was just interesting. Like it was, I like the whole time I was just screaming. I was like, every time Akshay came on, I would be internally screaming. Every time, (laughs) I love Vihasa. He's like just this big teddy bear, and I just I'm like, please, please come into my life. Like I need you as a friend, please. But yeah, that would. (laughs) That's the thing. Everyone wants
0: him as a friend, but nothing more. I know. (laughs) I I feel that. Like (laughs) honestly,
1: honestly, like I. I think I only say that because, like, I'm not romantically interested in anyone else right now. So that's why I'm like, why don't you be my friend? Come into my life, Could but... an excuse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, why are you coming <laughs> to me like this? Because <laughs> we're all the same, Mama. We're all the same.
1: <laughs> but also, but, but also, fine. I did not find any of the men in that show attractive. If they were on a dating yeah. app, and if I would gotten their bio-datas, I probably would have been like... Nah, sorry, not today. Yeah. But the women on the other hand, bitch, I would have swiped right on like Nadia, I would have swiped right on Ankita, even um oh my god, I forgot the name I I'm forgetting her name right now, but um Aparna, The uh no not Aparna. um the the Punjabi lady that had a child and she was divorced, I think. She's be- I found her so beautiful. So
0: oh, she was like towards the end. I can't remember her. Sorry. She was towards the end,
1: and we didn't really get that much of her story, um, because yeah. she was hard to find someone to match for because you know she's a divorcee. She, a she was a child. Yeah. And but I remember more- her. I liked her too. Yeah, she was. She was cute. Yeah. She was, and I and I liked that she her dad. Well, I don't even know why her dad got so pressed and so mad about one of the guys bio data that um, Seema picked up. I think he was being v- very typical, like, you know, this person's not Punjabi, so, you know, they can't, oh. like... They- I, think- I think it was something along those lines. And the daughter was like, Dad, why are you being like this? This is ridiculous. Stop acting. So I kind of liked that she stood up for herself and what her values were and, like, what she would have looked for in a partner and that wouldn't have really yeah. been a problem for her. But at the end of the day, like, she still was like, yeah, this is a no-go anyway, so... Yeah, that was interesting.
0: So, who who is your favorite? Like, if you had to pick one person, I already know who you're gonna pick. But like, let's be real. But um, who are you gonna pick? Uh, who
1: do you think I'm gonna Nadia. pick? Nadia. Hmm. I don't know. Actually, like, would is Nadia my favorite person? I think I'm. I'm like a. I'm. I'm probably both Nadia and Ankita. Probably because I resonated yeah. with them the most. Um, the only yeah. thing that I probably was like, I, like I didn't re- really resonate with Ankita was just her not moving forward with someone because he was like a divorcee. Um, yeah. Which I'm just like, I, I you know, pre- like it's fine though. It's like her preference, so I'm not like, yeah, you can't do that. Well, also, like, she didn't
0: know about it. She, she didn't know d- about it. Initially, she didn't know about so, it. Oof. Yeah.
1: The context, it's a lot. That was it's a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you have know, so much drama. <laughs> but but I'd say like probably like yeah, Nadia or Ankita. And and honestly, I just I really I people have so much to say about Aparna, But I just really love how she says who she is with her chest. She-
0: Unapologetically.
1: No, yeah, exactly. She's not here to be palatable to you she's not here to entertain your comfort levels she is just here she's like your podcast host ew
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) she would hate us (laughs) like she's probably not my cup of tea but i respect the hell out of her like she knows who she is she knows what she's what she wants and she's not gonna settle for anything and i respect that and she's already living a very Fun, exciting life as it is without a man. Like if she stayed single for the rest of the life, she'd be fine. I feel like she'd be more than happy to, you know. And yeah. if people stopped pressuring her, maybe she she wouldn't have a problem with being single forever. Maybe. Mm. But um, and I think yeah.
1: I sometimes I wonder, like as a whole society or as a, like the people that were around, like if we didn't put this huge importance on like needing a ro- like a romantic life partner i feel like a lot of our problems would be solved we just have such a big emphasis on like you need to find life partner and if you don't find life partner then you're going to be empty and you're going to feel like you can have a void and it's the next step and if you don't take that step then you miss the step in like this arbitrary like journey of life like i i definitely don't buy into that like i don't think you need a romantic partner to like if anything like i i think my life partner and my soulmates will will probably be a lot of, like, friendships and friends that I find. Yeah. For me, like, that's... Like, like, I, I keep telling Steph, I'm like, listen. I keep telling, like, I will tell all my partners too. It's like, if you're not alive... <laughs> when i'm like 60 or 70 like bitch i'm moving to like a vineyard (laughs) and living my best life with like 10 dogs or something and my like friend and young like 40 year old lover i don't know okay like that's gonna be my
0: life (laughs) i'm here for it i believe in old love like if i touch wood like if i get married like my husband passes away at a young age like I'll mourn, I'll like, you know, wait a decent amount of time. And I'm right back out there, man. Like I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try. Like it may not be the same type of love, but like it's companionship, it's like it's it's chill. Like it's it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. And I it's do. cute. Like I it's a, I find it's okay. old people falling in love like just it's really cute.
1: If any one of the mums or dads could be your in laws, who'd you pick? <laughs>
0: None of the above. <laughs> like, literally, no. <laughs> oh, actually, no. Like, okay, Vaisa's family was was fine. They were chill, I think. Um, I'm just, like, going through all the different people. Pradyuman, I mean, his parents seemed aight, I think. Not too bad. Oh, actually, no. Nah, I wouldn't. Akshay is 100% no. That's for <laughs> sure. No way in hell. Um... I feel like Seker and I would have gotten along pretty well, but I, we never saw his parents. Mm. But um, Mm-mm. to raise a man like that, like, come on. Like, I like, should be fine. I, they should, they should I be like great.
1: Shaker. Yeah, Shaker was really yeah. sweet. He seemed very, very sweet for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think what's interesting is seeing how much families are so involved in someone's, like, future marriage or. um how they navigate through their relationships with their partners. And I, and yeah. and it, it's interesting because it's like, we come from like, you know, Indian families and, Asian families and generally like when you marry in marry someone like you're marrying a family like it's a cliche thing that we yeah. all say like you know marrying the person you're marrying the whole family that comes with them all <laughs> that baggage all the generational trauma yeah. like all all the things that come with them <laughs> all, but the <laughs> and, like, all the diseases all the high pressure all the diabetes that comes with them like all seriously the <laughs> and and it's just I like I wonder like where do you draw the line Between, I care what my family thinks, I I appreciate their opinions, and I actually enjoy them participating in my life and taking interest in my partner. And then where do you draw the boundary between, like, they literally, like, handhold me through every decision. And then there's a sense of, like, codependency, which you see happen in, like, Akshay and his mom, you know? It's like, he, like, they both just feed into each other. Like, she... Has his need to be that, like, you know, mothering figure for him and this, like, authoritarian that wants to, like, control the, you know, future daughter in law that she has and current one probably as well. Um, and he also feels that he can't make a decision for himself, like, until obviously much recently. Like, you see in the show the, the language that he uses around, like, Sima Auntie, the language used around his mom when Sima Auntie is, like, so, actually, you tell me, like, what do you want in a partner? What are your preferences? Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I mean, you just ask mom and dad. Like, they'll answer for me. And he's like, fam, I'm trying to do you a favor by asking you what you want. And you're directing me back to your parents again. Like, it's, oh, I can't. And and it's something that I have, like, seen, like, with with people, like, in my life as well. Like, you know, you care about what your family thinks. But where's the line of what you draw... Towards what you actually think. Like, what do you think of your partner? Like, your partner is... I don't know. It's just... It's very interesting. Like... Yeah. That whole dynamic.
0: And I feel like it can be tied back to, like, your upbringing and the way your parents have raised you. Because, clearly, actually, like, in that situation, his parents have not raised him to be a very independent person. And you see that early on when he's like, I had to do everything myself when I was overseas. Like, you know, and he was like complaining about how hard it is. And I'm just like, bro, that's adulthood. Literally, that's what adulting is. Like, and he's 25. Like, he's not that young either. So like the fact that, you know, they've been like spoon feeding him since forever shows that he doesn't have any independence in his thinking as well. So he doesn't really know what he wants either. So if he doesn't know what Mm. he wants, he can't tell, like, how do you know what a good partner is for you? And then that's where it's like, you can't even speak up or say anything because you don't know what you want. So of course your parents are going to be playing a huge role in determining Mm -hmm. who you're going to end up with. So in that situation, it's hard to um, separate, it's hard to balance what you want and what your family wants for you. But in a more Mm. independent scenario, like with Aparna, for example, like she knows what she wants. And that's, you can see that it's because her mom has raised her that way to be this independent woman, you know, not wanting her to make the same mistake that she made. Because Aparna's mom went through an arranged marriage and they got, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: her and her ex-husband were divorced like after 11 years of marriage. And she left with her two kids. And raise them to be independent and everything. And you can see that in Aparna. She's very, like, she knows what she wants. And and the mom's just like, I just want her to be happy. I want her to find someone that she wants. And so, like, the mom's not really giving that much of an input. But, but, um...
1: <laughs> and then, like, yeah. five seconds later, like, flash forward to the scene where Sima's like, so what do you want for your child? And then, like, it's interesting, like, what you, like, what... Parents' expectations are for the child. When you start to dig deeper, it's like, oh, I just want my child to be happy, and you know, whoever they choose is like as long as they're happy. But they also need to make enough money to be on the same level of success as my child, and they also need to not like dim down, you know, the child's success, whatever it is. And um, would you, if in hypothetical situations, would you let your parents choose a partner for you? Through an array like if your scenario was arranged like do you think that they know you to an extent that they can choose what your future, like an ideal quote unquote, future partner would be like for yourself?
0: I think that my parents we've actually been talking about this a lot, and I feel like it's because I'm getting older. I'm only twenty three, by the way, like I'm still really young. But um, we've been talking about this a lot, and I feel like they they know what I want, but they think that things the qualities that I look for aren't as important in in looking for a husband, so I think that like you know, if they were to find someone for me, like I wouldn't mind like setting it out and being like, "Okay, yeah, let's check it out and see <laughs> see what this guy is like, but end of the day, like it will be my call. Like, I know my parents would never force me to do anything that I don't want to do, yeah, so so I don't have to worry. I'm lucky that I don't have to worry about that. That's really no I mean. There's the pressure of finding the right person, but I'm not actually, like... Like, it's not an actual burden. But um, I don't know. I think they would probably find someone that I may not... Most likely would not get along with.
1: I feel like it it also comes down to, like, how... What they... And I feel like it'd be mostly influencing in what they want for you and what they see as the ideal partner for you. I'm pretty vocal with, like, how I am as a person. And I'm pretty vocal, with my like, with my family in general. Um and, and I think I was raised in a generally quite, like, matriarchal family. It was always... <laughs> Growing up it was always like, Papa, can I do that? And he would like ask Mom. Please ask Mom. Don't don't <laughs> ask. Why are you asking me? You know I will tell you to ask Mom anyway. And <laughs> and it was like, you know, like my mom would always manage a lot of the things and my dad would, you know, be like there for her as well. When like, you know, it was it was it was really beautiful to see their relationship, honestly. And I think it was a strong role modeling of what a partnership looks like in a marriage as opposed to like, you know, where you see a lot of like typical like Gender roles form, and I didn't really see a lot of that with my parents. And um, in that way, also, my dad was never like, "You need to dress a certain way around men." Like, I'm so, like, I'm so glad he was never like that. But if he is, I would have like mm. caught that man from his neck for sure. But, um, yeah. but yeah, and I and I think I don't know, dude. Do, would I? I think they would so, sort of choose the right person for me. But at the same mm. time, I think there's so much more to a marriage than just what you can get for in like you know that few dates of getting to know each other when it comes to arranged marriages like i feel like in the show when i watched it like i was ho- i was i had a hopeful um feeling of like oh my god maybe this will give me like an understanding of what modern arranged marriages look like because a lot of the times it isn't yeah. necessarily false, at least what was portrayed there when a lot of the cases like it it is like in you know in certain parts of India and certain parts of like immigrant families as well like a lot of that um trauma before is like carried forward like towards their kids and I've heard so many stories of like young women getting disowned from their families um having mm. to run away like it's it's really messed up and it's and it's really sad um to see but but yeah in just this like general sense of like you know what and it's literally just like Tinder Premium and if you had, like a personal <laughs> assistant like if you had a personal assistant that knew what you wanted and then like swipe through tinder for you and was like cool here are your matches now you take it forward and you do what you want
0: yeah. with it which is
1: generally like you know what modern arranged matches or what Seema like the Seema auntie in the show was like so yeah
0: there's that freedom and of i think
1: choice. i re- of yeah slightly i suppose and i and i just wish they knew how to ask better questions ask them like you know what like what do you want in life like where do you stand on this issue where do you stand on this thing where do you stand on this before you get married because like you you need to know all of this shit and and I feel like we in the show and a lot of the way that marriage is portrayed within our families within our culture and just in general is that like you want to get married settle down And it it kind of feels like once you get married, like, it's a full stop. Everything is just easy flowing from there because you've gone through all the hard shit to get married. But it isn't. Like, marriage itself is... is You continue in that relationship. All you have now is a contract signed. That's all the difference is. And you still, you know, will have to work through things. You'll have different, like... I don't know, different life events that you will have to, like, go through with each other. So there's still a lot more. And which is why I really hate the whole... um, idea of like you know g- uh, compromise i don't know if i like just like that word like I-, I see how it happens in relation i can see how like a- like a relationship about transactional anyway though like that's my opinion yeah. i feel like they are and um you can compromise but i think there's a difference between settling and like mm-hmm. coming to like a point where you both still benefit from whatever choice you're making in that relationship you know um and i just i hate settling i refuse to settle there are 8 billion (laughs) of us in on this planet and you expect me to settle for a goat no thank you okay no (laughs) sasha lama's not doing that
0: fair enough like and with the whole compromise thing right like it's like i i do believe like you know in every relationship there is a give and take there is a a level of compromise and then whatever that level is it's based on what works for you, you know, but at the same yeah. time, like, yeah, like you said, like, we'd hate to have to settle for something that we know we don't deserve. But in Indian matchmaking, you can see that the only one, that's only, like, the main pressure for is on the women to compromise and to be flexible and to be okay with this, mm. and, that, this and that, but not as much on the guys. I know that Newman was told a lot to like compromise but that's because he wasn't even willing to actually meet some of these girls and it wasn't even about it was just it was just him like you know like that's just his own yeah. thing. like he should Yeah and be that was him
1: and that was him not having to compromise like his life values by the way not having to compromise like his career trajectory not having to compromise like you know his like whatever he wants to do in his life. It was having to compromise, like, can you just please meet them instead of just rejecting all of them at the get-go. Exactly. And that was probably because he just wasn't ready for marriage. Like, Mans was not ready, you know?
0: (laughs) He really wasn't, yeah. Okay, really don't get it. And even, like, Akshay was far from ready. And, like, I remember there was a scene with his brother. And his brother was like, oh, I got married when I was 23 or 25. It's high time. I'm just like, like, is it though? Like, is it really high time? I don't get why there was so, so much pressure, coming from the mom especially, for Akshay to get married. He was only 25. I was like, you're still... A baby, like you can't, you probably can't iron your own clothes. Like, what are you trying? He can't, fam.
1: He can't. He hasn't before in his life. Okay, he (sighs) learned how to make his bed when he went to uni. Like, I, I was, I was making my bed at like, I don't know, probably like in primary school. Like, in the weekends, if I wake up and go downstairs to have breakfast and my bed is not made, like my mom will shout from the like second floor and be like. Natasha and you know when she uses my first name <laughs> that I'm in trouble. Like when it's not Tash when it's not better, I'm 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 screwed. It's I'm done. <laughs> so I'm always like, "Okay, got to make the bed before I come down and it has to be crisp." Like my mom's standards are like she has standards, all Whoa, right? Okay. She like it has it cannot like look level. like that. Yeah, she's next level. It cannot look like there's a fold anywhere. Like you've got to put like yeah. So I oh. I can't like, my mom when i was telling her about the show and both my mom and dad were like just shocked at akshay's like behavior and it's and it really just goes to show like the 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 levels of coddling and you have in different families you know like and it also just speaks to like your socioeconomic status you know like akshay didn't have to make his bed he didn't have to learn how to wash dishes he didn't have to like I don't know, learn to make scrambled eggs for himself in the morning or how to cook and all. Because he didn't have to. He always had, like, you know, chefs doing it for him, servants doing it for him, his mom doing it for him, you know. So he didn't really, like, have to learn all these skills until he went to university overseas, which then he had to learn how to fend for himself. So sometimes I feel for him. Like, you don't don't learn a lot of these basic life skills until you are thrown into a world that is completely unknown in a whole ass new country and then you've got to learn all these things. Yeah. And he's probably like, I don't even know how to like make Indomie, fam. And He's, he's probably like <laughs> struggling. Okay. <Most> basic. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but it's also like yeah. the double standards. It's also the double standards in raising a boy versus raising a girl. I feel like when, like in that setting, the more traditional setting, I guess, like you'd raise a girl to be the perfect housewife. To clean, to cook, to look after the husband and look after the kids. And that on its own is basically, it is a full-time job, you know. And then now in this modern day and age, we expect it to work as well. But I feel like guys, again, in a more traditional setting, aren't raised to do the cooking and the cleaning and stuff. They're just raised to, you know, just have a job and like, that's it. You know, be the one, the bread maker, the one who puts food on the table and that's it and yeah it's just like it does not apply in today's setting anymore and it's just but you can see that that pressure is still there um and that double yeah. standards for for women yeah i've
1: yeah. to i like honestly i personally feel that and and mm. and that's on me for feeling that because like i never grew up in a family like my when i'm when i mean in a family i mean my immediate family like my parents and my grandparents and like that's it and there was never a pressure to like you have like it was never like you have to learn cooking because like
0: Mm. how are you
1: gonna cook for your future family it was like you need to look you know how to cook because it's a basic skill like damn if you don't know how to cook you're your like you cannot have indomie for the rest of your life you know and it was the same with my brother like with my dad as well like it like it was always like all right kids like time to like we ha- we had okay my house has been around for like almost 40 plus years like my grandfather built the yeah. house when he got married to my grandma so back then you know land was abundant like and it was not as yeah. expensive as it is now and so we have this beautiful like um front lawn it's just so much space and um which oh, is great yeah. when you have dogs yeah <laughs> and the annoying part is though we got trees around everywhere and these trees flower the most beautiful bright yellow flowers but they will fall like nuts especially when it's rainy or windy and like you know it's tropical weather so this shit is gonna be falling and then like on the weekends my mom's always like Alright kids time to sweep them and obviously like I will do some (laughs) shit so that my brother will have to do it and I wouldn't have to do it (laughs) but like but yeah we would have to like you know clean the lawn it was never like this is this job is above you it's not above you this is your house you live in it take care of it you know um, yeah. so, so it's, it's very interesting. And I remember like going on an exchange when I was in Mauritius for six weeks and we were in a house of like, you know, all of us exchange students there. And I remember this, this one guy from India, I saw, reminded me so much of Akshay. Like he, <laughs> we would always get so out because he wouldn't do his dishes. And we'd be like, I don't understand. Why aren't you doing dishes? Like we all are. Like when we cook, we do our own yeah. dishes. Obviously you don't want someone else to have to do your own. But then this man would so just leave it. And we'd just be like, why? Why? I- I didn't yeah. get it. So then he, I remember we had this comment and he just told us, he was like, Guys, I've never had to do my own dishes before. Like, we would always have servants to do it. I'm like, what Well, do you, mean? Do you see your servants here?
0: Did they come like, with you?
1: Did they fly with you? <laughs> I was like, What do you mean you haven't? He's like, I've never had to do my own dishes. I was like, and th- he was probably like in his twenties, early twenties. I was like, "You have yeah. shaken my whole world, <laughs>
0: like, and not wh- in the
1: good way." <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, "Which planet are you living in? Can I please go to that planet?" <laughs> so, and yeah, it was just, it was, it's very um, interesting to see the way like different families operate and like how that translates into how you. What you expect for from your partners, and you know what? It's very interesting. Like when the guys are always talking about women, and we see it really common. Like in generally as well, when men describe their moms, when men describe their partners, it's always like you know, she takes such good care of me. She does this for me. It's always of like what she's done for you, fam. What have you done for yeah. her? What have you brought? Yeah. In? Like what is your value? What are you bringing into this dynamic? You know, like are you gonna take care of her? It was so. Fascinating because like I think there was a question apparently like Akshay asked um his the the girl he was um engaged to Radhika, Radhika, one of one of that names <laughs> yeah. um and um at like towards the end he it created like a little bit of like uproar when he asked her uh, like he was okay with her working after marriage I can't believe that's even a conversation that we have to have but like. Um, Mm. He was okay with her working after marriage And um, he asked her the question Of like um, You know because you're working like what's gonna What about the kids like what's gonna happen with the kids How you're gonna manage Mm. that how you're gonna balance that Um, Which is you know a fair question to ask someone that you're going to raise a family with and in in this like YouTube special that Netflix India did with like some of the people that were part of the Indian matchmaking series um, the the interviewer asked him like you know what do you have to say about this he was like you know that's like obviously you need to ask someone that question like you know when you're going to be raising kids with them like obviously if she would have asked me that then I would have told her how I would contribute to the family um, while working and keeping that balance and then fam the interviewer was like okay cool actually tell me like how would you contribute to the family um (laughs) while working and he was like who me um (laughs) you know i i I would help her you know in the night you know children tend to wake up in the night right like i would help her with that and uh, you know i would help clothe them obviously and i'm just there like (sighs) what you expect from you what you expected from your fiance or wife to be was a thorough answer of how she was going to schedule all of that shit yeah. into one but you can't even give us like a proper answer other than like the basic basic by the way basic things that you do as a parent which is obviously tend to your kid when they're like screaming or clothing them like nothing to do with how he's going to manage his schedule how he's going to manage like taking care of the kids nothing so to be honest that's one of the reasons why i'm so averse or so afraid of having kids Is because like i i'm gonna get the question like i really enjoy working i really enjoy like doing things and i and i and i'm just so afraid of like when it comes for my time to be a mom and if i choose that for myself and i want that for myself like am is my whole sense of identity just going to be stripped down to like cool you're a mom now and that's all you are yeah and you know and there's no multi-dimensional sense of self and that's that's my biggest fear you know and it's like it's always going to be like how are you gonna adjust your working life to manage your kids and you know take them out here and that's you rarely get that question automatically asked to men that are going to continue work because it's a given it's an automatic bias that even i have myself it's like oh my god obviously my husband's going to continue working after marriage but like 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 if my man's wanted to be a stay-at-home dad i would be like over the moon i'd be like yes
0: (laughs) Look, really, all we want, though, to be I was honest, is like, like stay home dads.
1: Do it, do it, and I and I and I love when I see, um, like men within my like age group or within like the millennial, Gen Z generation, whatever, being like mm. more vocal about how they, you know, they do want to be stay-at-home dads. They do want to um yeah. have the flexibility to be there for their kids to be able to have like paternal leave, like all of this stuff, which I think is so important because it always becomes someone's going to take the role of the primary caregiver and naturally naturally falls
0: to the woman, yeah.
1: And naturally doesn't have to always mean, like, the best way. That's my take on why I'm so afraid to be a mom and why I will always be like, (laughs) no one asks me if I want to have kids because the more you ask me, the more afraid I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) be.
0: We need to do, like, a whole episode on kids. Because I have so many, like, what-if situations. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that'll be like a whole thing on its own. Which person did you dislike? Apart from Akshay, we clearly don't like Akshay.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry, (laughs) Akshay. I'm so sorry. It's not that I don't like him. Okay, I just, I just acknowledge that Mans needs to have a little bit of self awareness. He needs to reflect. He needs to just take some time to actually understand who he is, what he wants for himself, which clearly he hasn't. Clearly,
0: shadow.
1: Yeah, which clearly a lot of young people don't do as well. You know. Um, we have all these expectations of what life should be, but we don't really take the time to think about what we want for ourselves. And, you know, yeah. if that doesn't fall fall into the traditional expectation or what even you think people expect of you, then what are you gonna do about it? Like are you gonna yeah. are, you know, are you gonna do what's right for you and what's true to you, or are you gonna just fall back into the trap? Whatever you do, do it with your chest. Do it with your whole yeah. chest, do it with all the <laughs> self awareness you can. But yeah, anyway, continue yep. with your question.
0: <laughs> um, no, really quickly before that, I was gonna say, like, I almost feel bad for Akshay because like like to an extent like he can't help because that's just the way he was raised, right? Like he was never thought to be independent or anything. But then at twenty five, like you're an adult now. Like it does come to a point where you do have ownership and a responsibility over your own life. So it's like do your part, you know, and just figure your shit out. Um, but my question was, who, who is, amongst all of them, who is someone that you want to dis- further discuss and break down?
1: I think one of the things that I found, like, really not fascinating, because it's not fascinating, it's an everyday thing. It's just the way that, like, we are so focused on, like, like whether someone is fair-skinned or not. And it's like a very tired, tired concept, but it really just, it really just speaks to the anti-blackness that goes through yeah. like a lot of, um, uh, like our minds and our brains and our culture, and like it's just, it's just something that we all just need to unpack. And obviously, it's like this current generation. It's a lot of like, yeah, like I'm not colorist, I'm not, but like, but fam, I still see you when you're like complaining that you're so dark now after yeah. being in the in the sun as if it's such a bad, bad thing. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of it's
0: internalized as well. Like, you're kind so of much. brainwashed since young. Um and I feel like that's something that I used to be worried. Okay, not that... I had a lot of pressure with that anyway. But like, you know, when you're younger and like when you're doing a lot of sports as well, like you're out in the sun a lot, you get darker and then you go home and your grandma's like, why are you so dark? Stop doing
1: sports. like, oh my god. <laughs> a, my amama will do... She still does this till this day, oh. okay? Like, if I go to the beach and come back, if I tell her I went hiking, she's like, oh, can I not play, to not to go? Not do why? Like, why? Why are you doing this? How are you supposed to find an amama play for you now? You are so dark. And I'm like, amama... Don't Cheer worry. <laughs> I can do that by myself. It's okay. She's very cute, yeah. mama. She's so adorable. But but yeah, it just really goes to show because like it's something that they were told as well, you know, that's like, yeah. you know, it's through a lot of like the um colonization and like the sense of like white is where you want to be. Like whiteness is what we all aim to be and it's like Yeah. And 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 the reason why is that because like they know That the fairer you are, like, a lot of these little things, just the the closer your proximity is to whiteness, the more access you have to a lot of things. Yeah. More access to partners, more access because, like, people, when, you know, your jobs or whatever it is, like, people will gravitate towards you because, like, literally you and me could, like, look the same person. And if that was, like, a darker version of me and, like, a darker version of either of us, like, the way... That we would each navigate through society is so different, you know.
0: Yeah, and who do we blame for this colonization? <laughs> we
1: blame no one else. Colonization, <laughs> blame no one else.
0: Okay. But um, we'll dissect that <laughs> another time I feel that's a another whole, time. Other, um,
1: it's a whole other
0: tension. thing. We, we, we don't have time <laughs> to do that right now. But um, yeah. But I have to acknowledge and say that um, if you don't know what we look like, Lama and I are both. Fairly fair people, so just know that we are talking, like we're talking about something that may not necessarily affect us. I don't know personally at least. I feel like it hasn't really affected no me. No,
1: hundred percent. Like yeah, the extent to which colorism affects me versus like. Much darker skinned Indians, um, especially like the south, like people from South um India, you know, like the common stereotype that everyone there is dark skin, and if they are so yeah. what, you know, like yeah, hundred percent, I agree with you. The like colorism does not pl- like. Take over my life and sense of self, and yeah. um, like doesn't really affect the way that because I uh, we're both light skin, we're fair skin, like, yeah, and I'm fairer than you by the way. Like my dad, <laughs> like my dad looks like a low okay, man's is Agora. Like he lit, like every time I tell someone, like oh yeah, my dad's Indian or Nepali, they're like, huh? He looks German, like yeah. he comes in here with his bald head, like he looks like um, a <laughs> Bruce Willis like that's he likes to say that he looks like Bruce Willis (laughs) because they're both bald and have wrinkles whatever but but it's like my like I'm really fair you know and but but it's like because we have Asian skin it's like if I'm in the sun for a while I'm gonna be like a good five shades darker (laughs) just because that's the way my skin responds to the sun you know so and that's (laughs) when that's when the aunties come in and start screaming at you because you're so dark yeah
0: Yes, so it's not something that we've actually struggled with since day one. It was more of like a situational thing when we, you know, be in the sun for a long time and then get darker. And like, I don't know about you, but I've never had to. I was never like forced or anything, or felt the need to use products like Fair and Lovely or like any whitening thing for that matter. I
1: did, really? Oh my god, fam! I did. At thirteen, I was like, "Oh God!" Oh. I, cause I played so much sports. Like, you know me; I'm so active. Like, I freaking yeah. love playing sports. And like, at thirteen, I was like, "I," and, and it is very internalized. You know, I was like, "I don't see what's wrong with me. I think I'm real cute or whatever." But then, like, <laughs> I was you get all these like outward comments of being like, "You're getting really dark now." Da 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 da. And I was like, "Okay, cool." Like, I I need to somehow. And I and I and I remember like going to the store and getting like of you. I was like, "I." Right, that if yeah. and it doesn't work. By the way, if anyone like has <laughs> tried it or not, it does not freaking work at all. Um, yeah. And then and then, and then it moved towards that. where I can't I can't change my skin tone. I was like, perhaps Fan Lovely could lighten my dark circles, like my mm-hmm. eye bags, which they cannot. <laughs> that's just like yeah. a genetic thing. You can't like. You yeah, we can't it.
0: we can't help our bags. It's really bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: okay. But yeah, I did. I definitely um, did use it at one point, but no more. None of that shit.
0: But um, oh, I feel like that's another thing I wanted to talk about, but I can't... Oh, yeah, no, about... um, About Biasa. Okay, I... okay, how do we pronounce his name? Vyasa. Yeah, you there. You there.
1: Yeah, so, yeah,
0: okay, cool. Yeah, I was right. I, I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> um, the whole thing about... And I think this brings us back again, you know, to, like, when you're married... Like, how people think that when you're marrying someone, you're marrying their family, which is true to an extent, but I feel like that shouldn't be... A main reason for why you can't marry someone, I feel like that shouldn't define whether or not a relationship and a marriage would be successful. Because in his case, there was a lot of like it came out that, or oh, like his dad was um in prison and stuff, and like had these problems and all that, and and he and that was an issue for him as well. And even like Sima, I can't remember what she said, but she was passing some comments about that and saying how like, oh, it's a bad thing, it's a terrible thing. Um, and that will make but, it difficult for him to find someone. But Bihasta
1: is a very jolly person, so it should be fine.
0: Exactly, yeah. and I'm just like, Shew. Anyway, <laughs> but um, it's just yeah, it's really frustrating. And like, or when you hear that there's a mental, like you know, mental illness in someone's family, and then you're worried, like, oh, like that, that, that means like this potential husband's gonna have it as well. And I'm just like, well, even if that's the case, we have things like therapy. We have like medicines for it like stuff that can help and stuff you just need to be open enough and be able to have those conversations to get the help if you even need it like you don't even know if you need that help and like and I feel like these are things that we need to start normalizing as well because okay brown people we carry like literally so many different types of diseases Mm -hmm. I don't know the yeah like diseases and like cancer and like diabetes and stuff all these like different health problems but like but that's been normalized and that's like fine that's okay because everyone kind of it is something.
1: what it is
0: <laughs> yeah it is what it is and it's it's right and like people are okay with that but the second it's something to do with mental health there's such a stigma towards it and it's just such a deterrent for a lot of people and I'm like you just need to start normalizing that you need to normalize getting treatment for it if you need treatment you need to normalize going to therapy and stuff and it's just yeah it was I felt really bad for him seeing that and like seeing him struggle like knowing that that could be a reason why he may not find someone
1: yeah it's it's definitely such a big thing and and i and i think a lot of the stigma comes from not being able to have strong coping mechanisms and have ways to navigate through mental illness around you know like with your family and with your friends even like i'd say like my parents generation like they didn't have a lot of these like they didn't have a lot of these tools to to like equip them on like how to manage them which Probably is the reason they have such an aversion aversion to having someone in the family with mental health, um, yeah. you know, conditions. Because, like, you're just like, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to manage that. Like, if someone has high blood pressure, if someone has diabetes, like, you're like, cool, go to the doctor. Doctor will yeah. give you medication. You know how to solve it. But then going to therapy, going for counselling involves a certain amount of facing years of trauma. Like it it, mo- yeah. it, it it involves really like it it completely goes against of the whole like survivor type troupe where you just have to deal. Like it's it's just life. Like you just have to deal with how hard it is. You like we just romanticize struggles so badly that it's, like, anything that goes against the grain of, like, oh, I'm actually going through it. Like, I'm going through some shit. I need help. It's, like, oh, you're just complaining. Like, you should be, like, you know... And you always get this from a lot of parents being, like, you should be happy with what you have. You have had so... You should be grateful. I'm grateful, child. Yeah, be grateful. You have, like, had so many more better opportunities than we have. You've had... You know, there there are kids in the world out there dying. People are suffering. People are hungry. And I'm, like, fam, I know. But it's, like... When you continuously, like, gaslight someone in that position, when you continuously, like, downplay how they are feeling, it, ju- it just repeats the same cycle. Like, that's why it's so important to, you know, the whole thing of, like, breaking the cycle where, yeah. like, you acknowledge how someone's feeling and you acknowledge that, like, yes, people have it worse, but we're not out here to try play, like, struggle, like, a competition or whose struggle is worse. Like, you know, all of this, like, your struggle is your struggle and you've got to find a way to cope with that and... Yeah, and and I think like like I think I've I've seen it a lot come through with like even my own personal like life where it's like when 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 you know when you talk about how you're in school and for example like all oh, the uncertainty with like what unis are doing what assignments are like, blah, 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 whatever whatnot that's a very personal struggle to what you're going through within your personal context and then when you have someone come in in your life that you see as a like pillar of support being like oh my god you're just overreacting way too much like just go with the flow like you 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 just you know be like don't don't fight things you can't control yada yada and 100% like you you, but it takes a while to get to the point where you're like I cannot control this I need to focus on what I can control and that takes time and that takes a lot of like unlearning and relearning which I think is is very a very difficult concept for families to grasp as well
0: mm. yeah 100 percent. and i feel like everything that you just said um and it's just another thing that i wanted to point out the stuff that you just said i feel like that typically applies more for like um mental health issues like anxiety and depression and things along those lines mm. but then the second it's something about bipolar disorder yeah. or yes. about schizophrenia. That's like a big no. I feel like that's it ends up being such a big no and it's like and it's just categorized as crazy or cuckoo or, you know, just like the stigma on with that especially is like really, really bad and and it's it's sad to see that people think that way because more often than not a lot of these um mental illnesses are can be controlled you just need to have that awareness have that psycho education and just go and get the help that you need instead of ignoring it and you'll be fine like normalize having these conversations normalize the fact that it is a thing and that there are many people out there who have it and that it's okay these things are manageable you just need to go get the help that you need but again this is all under the lens that you know you can afford it and that you have access to things like this um, which yeah. a lot of people may not have, but like you know, if you can, then it's chill, you know. And <laughs> yeah, and I guess for it's better true. and for or for worse, kind of thing, also at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. That was that was a it was a very heavy situation, but I think it's it's so, like people really cope with their traumas, and when you talk about your trauma or whatever you've gone through in the past, very differently with different partners. Like, I think, mm. you know, like, with Riasa's situation, in and, and it's, like... It's also just the way, like, a lot of your peers will react to that situation is, is going to influence the way that you talk about it with your partner as well. You know, like, if it's been a situation where the peers around you have been, like you know, that that must have been very tough, very traumatic. Like, what was that like? You know, like, when they're, when they're more, like, inquisitive to understand your perspective, instead of immediately being, like, telling you how they feel, being like, oh my god, that's terrible. I would have been like, blah, blah, blah. I would have been like, blah, blah. like mm. No one wants to hear how you would have gone through it. Stop, like, we, yeah. like, as a collective need to start, like, stop. As soon as someone comes forward to us with their experiences, their trauma, whatever it is, like, our first response, and it takes a lot of, like, um, what's the word? Like, consciousness to do this. Because, like, I'm so guilty of, like, doing the opposite, you know, where you are just like, oh my god, I can totally imagine how this must have felt. Like, when I was a kid, blah, 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 It's like, no, yeah, don't hate. do that. Like, don't distract from their, like, what they're trying to tell you and how they're trying to get you to understand how what they've gone through and minimize that experience by talking about your experience and how you can relate. You cannot relate to their story because you did not go through that. So you yeah. don't know. Um... So it's just about listening. And I think if, like, we do that more with our, like, the people around us and our friends, then, like, when it comes to sharing that with their partners, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't feel like this giant, like, burden, you know? Like, it just feels mm. like it's a burden when it's just a story about, like, his past and how that's influenced, like, what he feel like, you know, what how he navigates through his current relationships type of thing. Mm. I don't know.
0: And I like that, um... I, if I remember correctly, I don't think... With the girl that he was seeing, Manisha, I I don't think that that was an, ever a problem for no. her, like, the whole dad situation. But then, like, her problem with him was, like, that... I think, like, he wasn't as ambitious or something, or that he wasn't earning as much, and... Mm-hmm. I don't know, something along like those lines. And they started having, like, all these fights and stuff, which I kind of, like, I don't understand how that started happening. Um, I don't know, what do you think? Like, do you remember that bit?
1: That's that's a very interesting conversation to have, actually, when it comes to partners, when it comes to incomes. And, like, mm. I think I'll pro- this is this- around somewhere here, I'll probably, like, make it the second episode because we're, like, on the hour mark, like, real soon. Um, okay, yeah. But, okay. but, but which that's is fine, true. like. But, but I think it brings to the question of, like, what we see as people's roles are in a relationship and like especially when mm. we look at it in such like the i mean everyone in the sh- in the, on the show is straight like when we look at it in such a like heteronormative lens like it's just very like it's very hard to like break out of what like personally in our heads we feel like mm. people's roles are um and, and yeah it was it was just very interesting to see how much how someone makes. Like, how much money someone makes is going to affect the way that you, whether or not you engage in a relationship with them or not. Which is, like, I'm not here to judge anyone's choices, but I just found it really, really, like, fascinating to to kind of see how that played out. Girl, let me, okay, let me ask you, like, if you, okay, that's, like, I think this conversation is going to, like, go a bit more towards, like dating and, like, how we see our actions mirrored in the show, whether we yeah. see them or we don't. This can, so- this
0: can be the teaser to the next episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, i like,
1: Where do you... Where, like, on a first date, do,
0: mm. do
1: you expect the guy to pay?
0: No. I always offer to split it. I always offer to split, and then... But then if they insist more than twice... <laughs> and I'm like okay you can pay but then yeah. if there is a second date if there are more dates after then I will like you know if they paid for the first date then I'll pay for the second date kind of thing and then we'll be like you know 50/50 mm-hmm. basically but um yeah no I'm happy to split it yeah but they have but having said that there have been times where I have paid like for the for everything on the first date so yeah
1: that's so, that's definitely yeah, what I expected I for you Alright, well, what about you guys, the ones that are listening? Have you, do you normally offer to pay for dates? Do you offer to split first dates? Does it depend on how the date's going? I want to hear, I want to really know why we have these expectations, and why you think you have um, these expectations. Thanks so much for listening to us again today, guys. Um, Make sure to follow us on Spotify so that you always remember when the next episode comes out. And see you in the next one. Bye.